and welcome to episode one of the Business of Finance podcast. Today, our podcast will be debuted by Christy Jasper and Rosie O'Callaghan, co-founders of Jasper Rose Recruitment, which specializes in hiring finance talent at all levels across the consumer sector. They will be sharing their market expertise about hiring in the finance market, including candidate expectations, salary and market trends, hybrid working and the pandemic's lingering effects. If you like what you hear, please tune in for future episodes where we will be inviting industry leaders within the finance space to speak on their specialisms and insights. This is the business of finance. Morning, Christy. Morning, Rosie. How are you? <laughs> yeah, very well. How are you? Yes, good. Very excited for our first episode of our new podcast, our business and finance podcast. Definitely. I think just to explain actually to our listeners, the reason why we have started our podcast is to get candidates, clients, our network together and to to hear insights from our market leaders. Um, so we've got some amazing topics that we'll be covering over the course of the next 12 months. Um, yeah, I think for us this today, Rosie and I thought we'd start it and we would discuss really recruitment trends, what's happened, maybe a summary of last year and really what we foresee happening over the next 12 months. Um, I've been off on maternity leave. I got back, came back to work, got um end of Q2 last year so Rosie's probably you're better informed to tell well, me about last year and how crazy yeah. it was well all I'll say is I have been working in accountancy recruitment for dare I say it 14 years now um, and it is the craziest market I've ever worked in it sort of was there was a big lull obviously during COVID where there was minimal hiring going on to it going to a thousand miles an hour so there was a backlog of hiring from uh, COVID, so lots of businesses then kick-started their hiring plans in 2022. There was the Great Resignation, where people had sat tight for a couple of years and then thought, actually, time for me to move. So um, it was challenging, I have to say. It was sort of the candidate was had the power. Um, so which is what we call a candidate-led market, and it massively exactly. was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So quite often, you know, candidates would have three, four, five offers going on at wow. one go. And it was really who got to the candidate quick enough and who could pay enough. So salaries mm. obviously massively increased off the back of that as well. Yes. Um, Actually, that's a subject I, we can touch on a bit later. Um, I think, you know, if we think about now in terms of the job flow, though, do you feel, I mean, I certainly do coming into this year feel like it's really stabilised. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, it feels, well, if we look at our statistics in terms of Jasper Rose, actually job flows back to pre-COVID levels in 2019, which is really positive. So it feels a much more balanced market. It's not sort of huge amount of vacancies and not enough candidates. It's now as it was pre-COVID, I would say, which is good to see because I actually came into 2023 thinking, oh God, obviously, Lots of talk about recession. Is anyone even going to be hiring? But actually, we've seen that it's been really positive and lots of people still are going ahead and recruiting for vacancies. Especially when we do consumer, that's often hit one of the first industries to be hit. But people are obviously still spending and, um, yeah, companies are hiring. Which is great. And I I think for me as well, um, you know, if I think about the end of last year, the recruitment trends in the market completely changed to when I um, went on maternity leave, even uh, the pace, like you said, um, for for us now, we're much more focused around 
getting in front of our clients, getting back in front of our candidates and really sort of forming better relationships where last year it just seemed it was so chaotic. No one had enough time, be it the client to hire, the candidate because they had so many interviews and the consultant because there was so much demand on both sides. So yeah, I think for us I, this year, hopefully it's going to sort of be a much better uh, methodical approach to recruitment and, and stronger relationships that we've always formed. Yeah, I think another note thing I really noticed last year was, um, you know, pre-COVID when people were in the offices more, um, interviews were all in person, where it's last year. I it know, like, yeah. Obviously, everything was remote, which is great because it saves everyone a lot of time. However, what I found was candidates might be dipping their toe in the market or being really proactive in their search. But, you know, they can do five interviews in a week without having to yeah. take any time off. With less time in their lunch break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, whereas before it was like they had to think really seriously, is this a job I want to go to? Am I prepared to book half a day off to go to the offices? And, yeah, do the um, research. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas actually it's much more easy to interview for a job when it's remote, which obviously candidates then were more likely to have sort of more job offers because they were in more processes so I mean for us now we've sort of seen a shift I would say in our in the recruitment world we say there's two two ways at the minute it's right there's two ways either a candle-led market or a client-led market um, I would say it's not fully shifted to a client-led market as such at the minute but I do foresee that happening towards sort of q2 q3 of this year do you agree yeah, completely agree. I, I definitely think so. Um, I think, and what, yeah, what actually, just explaining what we mean by that is, like you said, a candidate-led market is when they've got four or five multiple offers. A client-led market is when the client has, um, you know, can have the pick of the bunch because there will be a lot of candidates out there looking. They might want five, six, seven, eight, ten key skills that we would normally have to consult them to say, well, actually, what's the priority or what's the um, order of preference? they will be able to demand that. Yeah, yes, exactly. Which, um, yeah, more, last, more last year is about Less jobs than there are candidates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly that. So yeah. um, just on that then, actually, because I... I found again it was it was crazy the inflation on salaries and what yeah. even if even if we look at sort of a newly qualified was demanding. I mean, what what do you think on that? Or actually, you know, maybe give an yeah, example. That, that's a. I always use this example when I'm speaking to people. It's um you know those people coming from out out of the big four having done an audit role newly qualified um you know 2020 2021. The standard salary was 50,000 if you've just qualified yeah. and you're moving into industry. Um, now it's absolutely 55,000. Um, they won't go for 50,000, sometimes mm. even 60,000. So wow. um, that just gives you an idea. Um, I think the challenge with that for companies is, you know, they've hired all these people a year earlier who are on 50. You've then got someone coming in with one year's less experience on 55. So it's managing that internally and it's difficult to do because you then got to bump everyone's salaries Is that happening, up. do you think? Um, I, I've, I've had conversations with businesses and they're trying to navigate it, I would say, in terms mm. of, you know, they've um, obviously got budgets in place and they're having to pay more for these newly qualifieds, but then they've got to manage the internal people as well to be able to retain them because understandably you would be frustrated if you were that person yeah. who joined a year earlier and on less salary. So, I mean, do you think better informed than I am, I think, after experiencing last year uh, fully, that the inflation on salaries will stay overinflated for the skill I set think, required. 
you know, where we said, as we said, it will become less of a candidate-led market, I think it will probably balance out a bit more and, you know, be. I'm, I'm already seeing this year uh, candidates being less about the salary and it's more about the overall package. I think mm. some candidates have also learnt from last year. They've I had a call with someone yesterday. He got a 20 grand pay rise um, and he said, I've made a mistake. I went for the money and yeah, the role's not right. So I think people are learning that it's not all about yes. that. And what I'm seeing a massive drive for is actually you know, what is the company doing to give back to their employees? What's their corporate social responsibility um, policy? And those are often the key drivers, obviously along with a good base salary, but not a massively inflated salary. Um, yep. So I think the total package and what they get in return and the hybrid working, that, that seems to be just as much of a driver for candidates. Definitely. And again, on the hybrid working, I mean, that was a, that was a shock to me. Um, yeah. Was shocked to us as a business, wasn't it? When when COVID hit and it was like remote working, what's all this? Yeah. Um, obviously, we've adapted as how as has every business. But I mean, I think for us at Jasper Rose, we are a hybrid working business, and that's working really well uh, for both us and also our employees and attracting people. Mm. What would you say, you know, based on sort of I suppose speaking to clients, is the normal now working? hybrid working working from home what, what would you say the standard policy is i would say definitely the norm is three days in the office two days at home or right. two days in the office three days at home yeah um there are businesses who are doing four or five days i think the challenge with that is some candidates are actually very open to going in four to five days away a week but if you say to a candidate's you know, actually, it's going. It's five day a week office working. They, it's not that they've necessarily got a problem with that, but it's more the business is seen as sort of old fashioned and archaic for not having mm. a hybrid policy. So yeah, that's often the challenge. Um, equally, um, we've had a couple of fully remote roles recently, and lots of people are saying no to it because they want a mm. bit of office yeah. interaction and don't want to just be sitting behind a screen all day. Which I totally understand. I would find it hard to do that if I was fully remote myself um but I, w I would say actually it's you know obviously the hybrid pattern is important to a lot of people but it's more um the flexibility around so the mentality you know, of the company mentality but also the flexibility around hours I think that's just as important yeah. so you know working parents you know sorting out childcare, not yep. just working parents, but people having time to fulfill their personal lives as well as yep. professionals. So maybe having flexi hours, that's a big thing as well. That's, um, you know, people really value that and appreciate that. I think, especially having worked for home at home for so long during the COVID period, they get used to uh, fulfilling their personal yes, lives as well as professional. But I think that the work life ben, uh, uh, balance has really shifted since yes. COVID. Um, yeah, when, when we actually looked at our clients, 92% um, of them had really looked, spent time and changed their um, sort of working flexi hour policy, hybrid policy. Um, there, was, there was only sort of a, a few that remained um, strong in, in sticking to pre-COVID uh, working in the office five days a week. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely the... Uh, it's not the norm now. No, I think what I would say, I think 90, 95% of companies I'm working with do now have a policy. I think it's important for companies 
to have a policy um, yep. because it's challenging if you're hiring and saying, oh, well, we're doing one day at the moment, but that could increase. It's like people want to know black and white, yep. is this right for them if they're joining a business um, and not join and within a month they say, okay, we're going up to three or four days. So I think it's important to get that policy right. Um, yep. But also for companies to maintain some sort of um, flexibility around each individual, depending on their personal circumstances. I, what I would say from this conversation and our, our research, it's very hard for a business. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it, you know, the, the, the mindset and the mentality, you know, has been for us, has had to shift dramatically. Um, but yeah. but in a positive way. Um, yes. So actually, you know, sort of moving on in terms of subject wise, you know, if we look at the in individuals that we placed, let's say last year, the year before, um, you know, what we had a lack of, which we have always placed lots of is um, South Africans, Australians, um, New yeah, Zealanders, yeah. uh, you know, Europeans, and that's all really, really shifted. Um, so that's been a massive loss to us as a business and um, especially actually in the contract market where majority of roles we worked on were filled by those types of individuals. So again, you know, it'd be good to get your insight of what individuals have come through that we're placing more of and what the trends mm. will be maybe this year. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that was a huge challenge sort of during COVID and after the, the lack of Australians and uh, Kiwis coming over here, um, obviously they were in total lockdown, um, not able to leave the country. Um, and mm. for their in interim market, that was challenging. Um, so, you know, they're back in full force, all yeah. uh, backlog <laughs> of people wanting to move over here, experience the London life. So that's great. Um, but I think in that, and then coupled with that, you had um, obviously COVID and Brexit with lots of Europeans yep moving home to be closer to their families. So I think that's been the biggest impact, really. We recruit for quite a lot of language roles and um, it's been a, I've got a French speaking role at the moment. It's a real struggle to find people um, who, well, new talent coming into into the markets with those language skills. I think um, one thing I have found this well, in the last couple of years, actually, um, is uh, really high quality talent in the market is, um, candidates coming across from Hong Kong. Um, so mm. the government introduced, introduced these BNO visas. Um, uh, allowing Do you mind explaining what BNO visas are? As much as I possibly can, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's um, a visa that sort of someone wants to move across from Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, they can apply for it. And I, I believe it's, you get, you can, either apply for a two-year or a five-year visa, but that it can oh, well. then extend. So unlike the Australians and Kiwis who there's but a two-year cap on the visa, mm. yeah, you can hire these candidates sort of on a permanent basis uh, more easily. Um, I would say a lot of them have come from some really good companies, you know, big four. Um, obviously, we recruit in the consumer space, so a lot of work for kind of the um, – Asian head offices in Hong Kong for yeah. large consumer businesses. So, um, and you know, where they're coming over to the London market, they're open to sort of exploring both contract and permanent opportunities. So that's, that's been a big success for a lot of our clients. Great. Actually, um, yeah, hiring people with those skill sets and um, yeah, I think really, really top talent in the market at the moment, I would say. Yes, definitely. Well, that's great. Great to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, I think, you know, another subject that to me has come up quite often with our clients is retention. Um, mm. 
I mean, it seems like it's a topic that mm. regardless of the market, regardless of the economy, retention is always a big thing. But yeah. I think what clients will be focusing on certainly this year is retaining staff and it's like how do they do that bringing mm. in like you said these policies so people have got clarity around what that yeah. balance and uh you know working from home flexi hours that kind of thing um mm. but actually i think people have recognized more than ever the time it takes but actually you said something last week yeah, to me about um... Yeah, I think we uh, looked at some statistics and it takes on average 50 hours to recruit someone into your business and train them. So, you know, it's not mm. the, it is the cost of someone leaving, of course, and their knowledge yeah. of the business, but it's it's the time it takes to recruit someone. Yeah, it's someone. phenomenal. Um, yeah. Companies are, of course, far better off trying to keep the talent that they've got than um, let them go and have to go through that whole cycle. Um, yes. So, yeah, so I think retention is a massive thing and we often get people asking us, don't they? of comparing their businesses to others in the market to make sure they're on trend as such um, yeah yeah and I don't know if you've noticed this but um, I would say the last two months you know where the economy's a little bit unstable shall we say um, counter offers are happening and uh, candidates are being wooed by these counter offers because companies are saying to them you know, well, hang on, you've been with us six years. Why would you leave at this time when the market's unstable and go into a probation period again? So that's been a challenge. I think candidates thinking they want to leave, dipping their toe in their market and then getting an offer and then realising actually not quite, don't quite have the confidence to, to make that move and are accepting these counter offers. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I've definitely seen that. I think what I have also seen is... Um, you know, in the period of COVID, a lot of HR and people talent, uh, uh, people, head of people, um, they were removed from the business because of the cost. Mm. I'd say there's been a massive influx of reinvestment in that area to yeah. really enable there to be better retention, better benefits, better um, employee perks and um you know reviews um, promotions so people and individuals employees are recognized more and feel more valued so i think there's definitely been a more shift of investment from a client side to that side so i i, I think you know actually if we're talking as jasper rose we are really optimistic albeit cautiously optimistic going into this year in terms of a steady flow of jobs mm. coming in um, due to growth, uh, due to change in terms of people leaving and people hiring um, and maybe a bit of a reorganization uh, within businesses. Yeah, um, I would say it's going to be a steady um, job flow market. Um, and I would say um, rather than it being crazy like last year I would say relationships will be key in this market um, mm. so you know relationships that um, you've got internally relationships clients have got with consultants uh, relationships can uh, consultants have got with candidates and vice versa mm. so I think it will be um, a, a much better market where I think clients and candidates will be have more time and be better informed about making a decision to move and change their career yeah completely agree definitely um yeah, I think it will be um, an interesting year to see what comes. What are your predictions for this year then? I would say a steady job flow. Um, yeah. I would say, um, like I said, in terms of, I think, a candidate, rather than it being maybe that they had four or five offers, they will have 
um, one, two offers that they've um, put a lot of time and thought into, mm. and it's not a rushed, rushed process. Equally, equally with a client, I think, like we said, it will be a more client-led market towards the middle to end of next year, uh, end of this year. So they will be um, in a strong position hiring the right people into the business mm. rather than maybe making a decision um not quite looking at sort of medium long-term views um, and I think retention will be a massive thing so I think it will be about increasing uh, benefits work-life mm. balance policies so I think it will be a really good market um, for people looking but also clients looking for good candidates yeah completely agree I think it's been crazy three years and actually um, I think this would be a good year of kind of consolidation on the hiring side but I completely agree with you I think that people side I've seen more and more businesses hiring chief people officers and I think yep. that's going to be a massive massive focus for everyone um so yeah so um yeah so we've got a good lineup I think we're going to be talking yep. individually with lots of different people including some of our chief people officers in these yep. podcasts to understand what that's all about um and I'm excited to hear uh hear lots about kind of um, what's going on in the world of finance from actual finance leaders. Definitely. Well, okay. Well, great to speak this morning, Rosie. And you. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, look forward to um, podcast number two. Yeah, me too. <laughs>